It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle, our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN, and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow Three Point Podcast on social media at Three Point Pod. The fellows will get in rolling right after this from our partners. If you're over 21 and like to enjoy your buds, check out Sky Mint Cannabis. It's summer and here in Michigan, we all love to cook out, go to the lake, enjoy campfires and s'mores. Sky Mint has what you need to enjoy the great outdoors. Farm to stash grown right here in the Great Lakes State. Over 20 locations and counting in Michigan, including the new store in Traverse City. Check out the Sky Mint Reserve. It features fantastic profiles. Great deals on Michigan's best bundles for flour, vapes, pre-rolls, edibles, and extracts. Ounces as low as 49 bucks. Gift cards also available. If you're over 21, go online at skymint.com, see what's available, and sign up for the rewards program. AZ Printing Solutions, formerly Hankard Sportswear, is a full-service print shop that specializes in screen printing, digital printing, and embroidery. They pride themselves on giving a great product at a great value. The area's go-to printing solution offers a 100% guarantee to exceed your expectations. AZ Printing Solutions has your favorite local spirit wear as well as many other apparel items in stock. Specialty items are available for family, sports, business, and charity events. Call 989-725-2979 or step into the store in downtown Owasso. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of three-point podcast located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. It's time for episode 271 of the three-point podcast presented by Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center, now featuring special student memberships and Sky Mint Cannabis. Also, I want to say a shout out to our local partners. They include AZ Printing Solutions, CR Auctions, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group mortgage and servicing uh we got a special guest gonna be joining us a little later on for ted entertainment tonight six time sports emmy winner ryan slocum speaking of the emmy congrats to jared three emmys three sports emmys for valley yes absolutely uh you know we don't want to embarrass you i know you're humble jared but uh it had to be a thrill however you heard that you won why don't you just tell us how that happened i know i remember when i won a mab award you know, I, I looked at the internet and I'm looking at all the categories and all of a sudden I see my name and I go, whoa, this is cool. How, how, were, how'd you find out? So we had a watch party at a oh. tin, tin roof in Detroit and yeah, it was, I honestly didn't expect to, to feel too many emotions leading into it, but I'll be honest when they were about to announce, you know, our specific categories, you want to win, yes. <laughs> you want to win. So it felt good. Um, I think we ended up winning 24 total. So a lot of people were, uh, 
seen for their accomplishments and for the good work they did this past year. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and the trophies are pretty cool. I don't, to be honest, they're not at my apartment. They're at my parents' house. So <laughs> don't really get to look at them much, but, uh, yeah, it was a really fun night. No, it is. It is awesome. And congrats. Of course, that's like, it's basically like when somebody wins an Oscar or when a college baseball player wins the golden spikes award. I mean, you've yeah. got that now for the rest of your life. You can say you're a three time, maybe you end up being a six, seven, eight time Emmy right. winner, winner, uh, depending on, you know, no matter what you do in your, your career, you will always have those Emmys. So it's right. definitely cool. Um, yeah, they're heavy. I, I've, I have not won any, but a, a ton of coworkers obviously have. And it's always a surprise when you pick one of those things up, it's like, it's not one of those like a cheap plastic bowling no. trophy or something like that. They're, and they're that's what I deal. thought it would be. And yeah, yeah you're right. It, it's not. It, they're high quality, man. <laughs> yep. So yeah, it was, it, was, it was really cool. I wish I could say, you know, I got to enjoy it a little bit more. Um, <laughs> but life around here has been hell lately, man. I, I, Ted, you've been able to dodge it a little bit. Matt, you're in a warm weather climate year round. So road construction is mm. few and far between. It is pure hell out here in the <laughs> southeast area of Detroit. Uh, or of uh, Michigan, excuse me. It's so bad. It's so bad. Just for just for reference, a couple uh, last Friday. This is my breaking point. I left to go golfing Friday afternoon, going to get eighteen holes in. You know, I think our tee time was like five thirty, five thirty in Brighton. Normally a twenty-five minute drive from Southfield. I get in the car, plug in my GPS, see how long it's going to take me. Plenty of time. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get to the golf course. I'm going to hit some range balls. I'm going to putt for thirty minutes. I got all the time in the world. Plug it in. It's like an hour and 10 minutes to get there. <laughs> I'm listen. I'm like on the highway, just like losing my mind. It's, you know, we're in rush hour. 96 is closed. I feel like every major highway is closed right now. And to the point where me missing my tea time ended up getting me paired up with another group, which is the worst possible thing you can do <laughs> on a golf course. So I did a little bit of digging to figure out what the hell is going on. Why is there so much construction right now? So apparently, uh, so this is from uh, MLive article, Steve Minton, an engineer with MDOT, said that basically this is a one-time bond uh, proposal funding thing that essentially they have to spend it this summer or it's going to be gone. So essentially what he's saying is we didn't necessarily have to do all this fixing. I know that's what <laughs> Governor Whitmer ran on was you know, the whole thing, fix the damn roads. I know Ted loved it. Yeah, uh, he voted for it. I don't even remember. <laughs> Maybe I did I, or I didn't. I don't remember at this point, so I can't. Well, that's weighed my vote all the way. Make a comment. But <laughs> anyway, so basically from what he says at the very end of this article I read is it's not a lot of patching. It's a lot of rebuilds. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, the main rebuild is 96, anything westbound, which is how I get home from Southfield. So that's made my drives now from an hour and five minutes to now about an hour and 40 Basically, all they're doing is making a flex lane, which is like those stupid ass carpool lanes. Mm -hmm. Why in God's green earth are we shutting down the highways for an entire summer to the point where I can't make my tea times on a Friday after work? I can't get back home. If I want to go anywhere westbound, I might as well pack a sack lunch for the car ride. <laughs> it is hell. And it's all to add a carpool lane. What is the point of those? I know we've all seen them. Believe me, they have them in Ann Arbor on game days for Michigan. You, that's still going to be stuck in traffic the entire time. They do nothing. This was all for nothing, and I've reached my breaking point with it. Have you guys ever seen traffic worse than this? Ted, I'll ask you first, and then Matt, you're coming to town next week. My God, say a Hail Mary before you land. 
you're gonna you, you know you have this nice flight into Detroit. It's gonna take you an extra hour to get back home from Detroit. So just have fun with that. <laughs> I will. I will tell you. I have noticed 96 for sure. Uh, you know, that's one of the. That's usually the route we take to go see the granddaughters in Royal Oak. I did it one time, and I said I'm out of here. 75 <laughs> the rest of the time. You know, yeah. I am staying off 96 the rest of the summer for sure until they get that finished. I will say this though. Adding that, adding that uh, lane, it will improve traffic. It it has proven to d- do that. You maybe not in Ann Arbor as much, but you know they have it out D.C., Baltimore, and it does keep the traffic moving along. If you have two people in the car, you can scoot past everybody pretty well in that lane, unless it is just drop dead, you know, rush hour traffic. Then there's not much you can do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not looking forward to dealing with that traffic because I, I I feel like my family has even said heading over to Ludington from Owasso, they've had to be detoured off of 96, like completely detoured. Like mm. they, 96 was shut down. They had to go way off into, you know, off on the side roads or something like that, I'm pretty sure. So maybe maybe it's 96 that they're really trying to spruce up a little bit. I definitely feel your pain with the traffic thing because that was the first thing I noticed when I moved down here. Traffic here in Charlotte is out of control. I mean – it's one of the fastest growing cities in America. Yeah. So it's just constant tra- or, uh, construction on the highways, expanding them. And it's the same thing. Sometimes you'll put in on your GPS, wherever you're going, two miles away, 45 minutes. And it's like, wait, wait I could probably walk faster yeah. to get to some of these places. It, the, the traffic is just always heavy. And we've, we've said that many times. Like It's almost frustrating. It adds to your... A little bit of anxiety or stress or whatever when you're constantly in bumper to bumper traffic but oh. those carpool lanes a lot of the highways down here they have um like the like a easy pass or you know mm-hmm. like the toll lanes i know you probably see them out in dc ted when you go oh, yeah. out there yeah. you know you, you have to pay for it but if you're going for a while and you know you're going to be on there it is kind of worth it because i'll hop over there and pay the seven dollars to be able to go like just go 80 and fly past all the roads or whatever, or the, the traffic. But there, there is nothing more frustrating than construction when you're on, when you're on a road trip or even just heading home from work or whatever, you're on a nice pace, you're making your time. And then all of a sudden poof, construction and, and, and you're what I wanna, stopped. And it's just like, Oh my God. <laughs> and what I want to reiterate is that it's a lot of rebuilds. Right. This isn't improving. Who do you think built those? It was the boomers. <laughs> <laughs> nicely done guys blame yeah. the boomer oh man i mean i've complained about the traffic in detroit area before the road construction ever even started um to the point where i remember last year at one point uh usually to get to work it's about a 10 minute drive i don't take the highway i take a back road one day i went to starbucks in the morning and like basically because it's like a two-lane road or or, uh, or two one ways going past each other on telegraph road I had to take telegraph and so i had to merge out of the highway to go like the highway route as soon as i turned the corner to start going up the highway ramp i'm just shaking my head dear god <laughs> what did i just get myself into <laughs> literally a 10 minute drive turned into a 30 minute drive uh, all because i merged onto the highway it's the worst it's, it's the worst and we I, know I, that the patching thing you said they're not patching they're fixing especially in michigan the patch does nothing no. it, it holds on for like a couple days but then definitely once you hit some weather or definitely once winter comes around, that patch does nothing. You um, know, these roads in Michigan, I'm telling you right now, it's not a boomer thing. It's a political thing. I'm not sure what the angle is, but I do know this. You go to Ontario, you go to Canada, 
their weather is no different than Michigan and their roads are pristine, man. They, they build them right. I, there right. must be some kind of conspiracy in, in Michigan where they have to keep the construction guys busy every few years and build these roads because it, it, it's crazy. There's no reason that they have to do this all the time. I, I agree with you. And the patching definitely does no good. Right. It doesn't work. I remember when I moved out to Connecticut, it was the same way, you know, Connecticut, a very similar, not, not exactly the same, but similar climate as Michigan. Right. Their roads are just as trash, but and, and people said the same thing when I moved out there and started talking to locals or, you know, people who've lived there for a long time, it always turned into, it's a government thing. It's whoever, I don't even know who was governor at the time, but it was, it was this guy's fault or, you know, whatever it was. So, you know, I, I wouldn't put it. <laughs> Think about if, if all those people didn't have to be working on the roads all the time, how many right. that unemployment office would be out of control. So who knows? I yeah, wouldn't put it I wouldn't put it past anyone to say have you ever noticed they're never doing anything? <laughs> like I know that we always say that. Like I, I used to work at a landscaping job. I'm sure that was said a million times when I was out there working at somebody's house, but they are never doing anything. Ever. It's I saw it, I saw a TikTok the other day that you made me think of it. It was it was clearly like a joke, but it was a guy, it was, it was a guy playing two roles, like a supervisor, a foreman, and then like one of the workers. And he's like, Hey, we got to fix one of these roads who can do it. And, you know, and then he cuts over to the guy and he says, I can do it. It'll take me 10 years, but I can do it. And the foreman was like, okay, I'll give it to you, Chris, or, you know, whatever, yeah. 10 years. He's like, I just need one. I need one person with me who can stand there and motivate me while I'm working. <laughs> and he just kept saying stuff like that, but it does seem like, there's always just people standing around. I'm sure they do something at some point. They have some role or they, they do something. But I'll, I'll say this, even though it looks like they're doing nothing, I'd much rather not be standing in 95 degree blazing sun weather just standing there. That doesn't sound very fun at all. No. Would nobody do this job if it was at nighttime and you gave them a little bit of a pay bump? I mean, it seems like a. I guess maybe that doesn't solve the the when they put the barriers up, like when they're redoing an entire road, like ninety six. Right. But just construction in general, like in Arizona, that I understand that it's like you almost can't work in the daytime there, but they're doing construction at nighttime. Yeah. And it, like when there's no cars on the road, so I don't know. Maybe there's they're, something to be done there. I've, they've done it. They've done it in Michigan. I mean, I've been you know driving at night late at night when they're doing construction with the big giant spotlights you know right. maybe that's what they ought to do as a record like you said if it's a few more bucks but uh, it keeps the traffic flowing a little bit better yeah it's a good idea basically all in all matt just when you land in detroit do not for the love of god do not take 96 back right noted stay on <laughs> yeah. 75 yeah <laughs> there you go uh you know it is kind of old news guys but uh the whole submarine Titan thing that went yeah, yes. down, pun not intended. Yeah. What a what a crazy story that turned out to be, huh? I mean, it was one of those things, Jared, you said you followed it closely. My, my wife and I got kind of wrapped up into it. Yeah, I don't know too. how closely you, you looked into it, Ted, but it's one of those things that, like, I don't know what it is. If it's because it had to do with the Titanic and so many people are kind of obsessed or very interested in the Titanic, but mm -hmm. it's just something that, like, captured the country, the nation, not the world, you know, for the last week or whatever. And you were talking about conspiracies with the roads in Michigan. I heard people saying like, this is all just a big distraction by the government and by the news right. media because of everything else that's going on. Let's distract everyone with this Titan submersible thing going down <laughs> to see the Titanic. And I just always laugh when people say that, like, I, 
I'm, I'm just not a big comp- conspiracy theory guy, but so I, I just laugh. But it, it was crazy because when you start digging into it and you see the CEO of Ocean Gate and just how uh, shady everything was, <laughs> not listening to all the, the warning signs, you know, it wasn't approved by any official, you know, like administration or anything like that to dive. Every time they did dive, they always had issues. They right. fired the dude who said, like, this thing should not be going down to the Titanic. Um, it's being run by a Logitech video game controller. I don't know. Everything about it just seemed, like, very crazy and bizarre. And I would like to think that if I was, if I had the money to do that, the minute I sat in there and looked around and then they started bolting it from the outside saying, we have no way to get out. I'd be like, no, sorry. Uh, it, this it sounds really cool to go down to the Titanic, but nope. <laughs> it it captured me for a solid two days there in the heart yeah. of it. I, it was all I consumed, man. <laughs> TikTok, Twitter, everywhere was about this Titan sub, submissible. Um, obviously, like you said, the gaming controller, a lot of people stuck to that. What in God's green earth possessed these people to drop $250,000 to get in this submarine that you get bolted into literally looks like it was slapped together right before you got there <laughs> controlled by a, a, a video game controller, but don't worry. They have a couple extras in case somebody <laughs> gets angry and whips it at the wall as if they were playing call of duty. Um, the whole thing, it was, I don't know what it was about it. I couldn't take my eyes off of the story. It, it definitely one. It's sad that some people lost their lives because of this. Right. Um, we don't need to, to go that route on this story. Um, nobody really is. Um, but I will say in all the ways for them to go out, just be thankful that it was the implosion uh, yeah. where it was basically, it sounds like it's kind of like the perfect way to go out. Really you, the amount of time it takes for that thing to implode. It, it, you don't even have time to register pain in your body. It's milliseconds. Right. So be thankful that they went out that way. I will say for the story, what made it so intriguing, at least to me was the idea that they were still down there yeah. and they were stuck. Um, and essentially, that there was even if we could locate them, there was no way to bring them up. With right. the, there's only three submarines that can even go that deep, uh, and if you tried to just pull it up, basically it would implode like it did. Mm-hmm. Um, just a wild story. I've never understood the infatuation with the Titanic. When you look at this sub, uh, essentially how it was built was there's the bathroom at the front of it with a little peephole window. You look out. Um, when you have to go to the bathroom, you pull the curtain back, turn the radio up, <laughs> and <laughs> unload in the toilet. <laughs> um, which is wild to me. Apparently, this is like a whole eight-hour journey, four hours down, or like 10 hours, I believe, four hours down, two hours of like looking around at the wreck, and then four hours back up. I mean, why? Just why? Uh, yeah. What is it with the Titanic? Ted, it seems to be your generation that's really, you guys love the Edmund Fitzgerald, and you love the Titanic. I, what yeah. is so cool about it? Uh, well, Titanic, I mean, that's that's kind of worldwide fascination when you think right. about it. It's not just my generation, but... It's just the fact that it was supposed to be the unsinkable you know, boat and <laughs> the worst thing that ever could happen, close. happened, you know, and I think it, it died down a little bit until James Cameron made the movie. And I mean, that was, that's one of the greatest movies, I think, blockbuster wise yeah. of all time. It was, it was classic. And, uh, but I don't know, I would never, I would never for one second venture into any kind of submarine to go down and 
and explore the Titanic. I mean, that's where I draw the line a little bit. You know, the, the videos of it, okay, it's kind of interesting. But, you know, there's there's some out there that would say, hey, man, you know, that, that's really a cemetery. Let it go. Right. right? Well, and right, not, not just the, everything that goes into how the risks of it, you know, the depth and how remote the, the location is in the ocean. But, yeah, just the you know, the, the vibes and everything, mm-hmm. like everything about what happened there would make me think like, this isn't a good idea to dive down here. Something bad is going to happen. We're going to get stuck in the Titanic or we're going to implode here, you know, whatever. So it's just all bizarre. It's, it's to me, it's, you know, thrill seekers, but I think it's people with too much money. They don't know what to do with, you know, you got, if you got 250 grand laying around to throw and, look at that thing to to go down to the titanic and you mentioned james cameron the director of that movie he's been down to the titanic himself 33 times yeah yeah, he's like an expert he's like one of the real experts of the titanic right right and when you look at i've seen pictures of the the ship or you know basically the sub that he's taken yeah compared to this one (laughs) it's like oh why would you even think that this all this ocean gate one was safe enough to go because james cameron's was like okay this is legit this looks like the navy or you know right, something right. like that not something thrown together with connects blocks and you know camping world materials but right you know yes jared you you said it it is sad because you know people lost their lives but it's just a, a crazy story that captured everyone for what four or five days and now <laughs> Everyone's moving. Yeah, it, it just, I mean, it's it, it, from, you know, and what's crazy is like you said, it's like the conspiracy of it that basically the U.S. Navy heard it, expl- it explode like almost moments after they lost connection. Two hours or something. Two hours. Yeah. So that's terrifying. I didn't know it was two hours. So basically you can surmise that they were sitting down there unmoved for two hours, probably. Dear God, this sounds like hell. Um, yeah. But it is weird how the news media will just, I mean, they knew they had us hook, line and sinker on this story. The, the oxygen updates, 48 yeah. hours. So they're on oxygen, even though it, it meant nothing, they were dead no matter what, even if they had oxygen, there was no getting them. Um, so it just, the whole thing, you felt like a little bit bamboozled by the end of it. And it kind of took a little bit of the air out of the story, in my opinion, but man, for those two days, it, the internet never disappoints with these <laughs> in- interesting stories that yeah. you can, that can capture your imagination, man. I mean, they're already coming out with documentaries for this. Oh, you there's going to be a Netflix show for sure. Yeah. And that's what the bummer, not, not bummer is not the right word, but you know, there would have been a movie that's like uh, just like 127 hours or James Franco, except it's like whatever, 96 hours. And it's just these four, four or five guys just sitting down at the bottom of the ocean floor, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just waiting for their demise. They make it out. But that's not what happened. So who knows? They still might do that, but, uh, no, I did I mean, see the there, worst there's way to video go out, though, is being stuck down at the bottom of the ocean. Is there, what's worse, the ocean or space? I, I think ocean because at least you you you're not getting rescued. They're flat out; they can't get you if you get. And they knew that. And when they before they went down, if you break down or whatever, lose connection, lose your GPS, you are dead. At least yeah. in outer space, you have some semblance of a hope. Hey, maybe somehow they can get me. Probably not, but maybe better than zero, <laughs> which is what the ocean is. They physically can't get you. Both yeah. pretty creepy. If you were just floating away in outer space, that'd be pretty lonely feeling <laughs> to just say bye to Earth as it's getting smaller and smaller yeah. away. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's both it would be pretty creepy. And that's 
I'm not claustrophobic, but I feel like if you were stuck in that thing, knowing that you weren't getting back up and you're running out of oxygen, that that's where, that's where it started to get crazy because people started coming up with these stories of like, can you imagine what they're doing right now? Like, are they deciding who to kill off so they can save some oxygen or like, what are they doing? Yeah. With the toilet and like, you know, all these other stories start going and you, you start thinking, what would I do if I was in that situation? And it it is kind of, kind of crazy. I'm, I'm a, I'm not as much as I used to be. I definitely am still like a thrill seeker as like roller coasters and skiing and, you know, doing all this stuff. And, you know, I I like that kind of stuff. There's something about the ocean though, that I don't, I, I wouldn't be scared to go scuba or, you know, like go out on a cruise or, you know, something like that. But the ocean is like, man, I don't want to mess with it. I feel like, I mean, even when we go to the beaches and go to the ocean and, you know, we'll go out and swim and stuff. There's still a side to me that I'm always like, yeah, checking it, out no, for sharks. I'm always just like, look, no, you know, you, you swim in Lake Michigan and you're just like, ah, whatever, maybe some seaweed is going to rub up on me. <laughs> but in the ocean, it's literally like, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. The water no is idea. terrifying. Like even yeah. when you go, like if you go tubing and you get, you know, knocked off your tube and you're just like sitting there treading water. And even in like Lake Manitou, it's kind of freaky. Like you can't <laughs> see below you. You don't know what's going on. It's no, a weird I, feeling. I yeah. would be terrified to even just jump out in the ocean, you know, 50 feet from shore. Like maybe not 50 feet from shore, but like, you know, whatever. Way out, even yeah. like when it's like 15, 20 feet deep. I don't want right. to be out there. Huh. Yeah. I can't imagine deciding I'm going to go out a Titanic sub all the way down the the real kind of the, the the extra little juice this story had was the loose cannon stepson of this billionaire yeah, at, uh, at the blink who, 182 concert blink 182 yeah. concert um you know messaging <laughs> only fans models sliding into their dms making himself known i mean he was celebrating because he knew he's becoming a very rich guy right, right. about now <laughs> probably a billionaire to be honest um so that was just another little wrinkle to that story that kind of just made it that much more what the hell is going on here yeah (laughs) well we may be talking about a little late but it was it was quite a quite a story for a few days wasn't it big time one of those new cycles so we were throwing around at work i'm sure you guys but we were like why did they have like a really long cable tied to it with like a a balloon at the top (laughs) you know like kind of joking but Seems like the the safety measures weren't really very well thought out, but no, they had one way of communicating that was texting or something. Also, (laughs) yeah, my goodness, it it was just all very strange. Yeah, but uh, definitely, it's a shame that it had to happen. But I guess we move on, and we move on here on the podcast. We're going to talk a little sports, you know, a little bit of a dull, a, a dead area in sports actually right now. But we talk a little Tigers, maybe a little NBA draft right after this. The Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center was recently voted the best fitness facility in mid-Michigan. If you haven't experienced the Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center yet, what are you waiting for? Included with your membership is use of the locker rooms, private showers, steam rooms, sauna, a swimming pool, cardio exercise gym featuring treadmills, ellipticals, free weights, and a whole lot more. Also included with your membership is the use of the SkyTrack for walking, jogging, and great views of the entire Memorial campus and surrounding area. If you're a youngster, stay on top of your game with a student membership. Get three months at the flat rate of $150. Start anytime with no enrollment fee. For more details, follow and like on Facebook at Memorial Wellness Center or get more info online at memorialhealthcare.org. 
looking to buy items online, go to CRAuctions.com. All you need to do is download the app to your phone or computer and start buying and selling today. CRAuctions.com will market your items all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy something, we can help with that too. Just go to CRAuctions.com. Search our inventory and place your bid. Plus, there are online auctions for farm machinery, firearms, automobiles, and truckloads of overstocked items. It's fast, it's easy, and you will get results. Get the app and check out CRAuctions.com today. Nelson House Funeral Homes' number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. All right, fellas, um, the biggest news this week in our area, 313, Detroit Lions, brand new blue helmets. Um, Listen, whatever you think of the helmets or not, this is what I'll say. It was never going to work as soon as I realized they were building a helmet for those alternate gray uniforms. Those are so freaking bad. They're so bad. And, and, and the helmets by themselves, I don't hate them. I like the color. I hate, I honestly don't like the logo. Um, it just it just was a little bit of a swing and a miss to me. Or maybe if it wasn't a swing and the miss, it was like an infield single. You know, they made it to first. Yeah. It, it'll be cool to see them wear. I know they're wearing my Monday Night Football against the the Raiders first time mm. they're breaking them out. I just I didn't think it was that hard though. I mean, I know that they're doing a whole jersey and brand redo uh, next year. Yeah, I think we're all kind of knocking on wood that hopefully it's a revamping of those like kind of eighties nineties Barry Sanders esque uniforms. Um, I'm not sure if we will get that, but yeah. this just, it just was a lot of hype. The, the five or 10 different teases that the lions did before they finally dropped it. It just was a lot of people were watching and I just felt like it just was anti-comatic. I, I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I hope first of all, with, with this whole rebrand they're going to do next year, Hannah, Ted, I, I would think that you will probably agree to me as the, 60 year watching of the lions that you have or whatever honolulu blue and silver is the lions i hope whatever they do you cannot change their colors you know like when the when the buccaneers went from the creamsicles and then to what they wear now the like red and cuter or whatever yeah the lion whatever you do if you're going to change the logo up a little bit if you're going to do what do not go from honolulu blue and silver that that's all i hope if you want to mix in like a black alternate cool you know i don't mind yeah. you know whatever um but yeah the helmet i don't mind the helmet i've always been like kind of whatever about that old logo it's kind of cool on some like old t-shirts you know and stuff like that it seems out of place on a helmet mm-hmm. it just doesn't kind of look right on a helmet i think the color is cool you know it looks nice but like jared said with the all grays i was like i i didn't see initially that right away it was for that uniform right. i thought they were going to reveal that later or something um, I thought, okay, that all blue or the blue helmet with the all white uniform, that could look kind of slick. Um, but yeah, with all grays, no, I, I hope maybe they've listened to the fans complain. I, I mean, I doubt it, but hopefully they listen to the fans and say, all right, we'll do the all grays for the first one. Cause they're wearing it a second time, like later in the season, I think against the Vikings maybe, but, um, maybe they go with the all whites that time, but the helmet overall, yeah, kind of like what you said. Not complete trash, in my opinion, 
but not like a home run knocked it out of the park. Here's what annoys me, and 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 this I shouldn't be feeling because I was just complaining about Tigers fans last week, so I shouldn't say this. Because of hard knocks, because of last year, Dan Campbell, all the positive momentum. Lions fans, no matter what those helmets were going to look like, you could have slapped poop on the side of those helmets, and they would have loved them. <laughs> and, and that was what was more irritating than anything. Yeah. Seeing everybody, these are fire, fire emojis. Yeah. What? It's like we saw it on draft night, where it's like I think anyone with a brain was you could you had to at least be skeptical of those right. picks they made. Yeah. Uh, round number one and yeah. everyone's just like oh i already see the vision this is great we drafted a yeah. running back who we're probably not even going to give a second contract to it's great it's going to work this they nailed it like i'm so over the overly positive lions fans i like it when i like my tigers fans happy optimistic positive because we have had success as a tigers franchise i like my lions fans on the brink of you know <laughs> throwing out their jersey and lighting it on fire at any given second. <laughs> and we have gone way too far the other way where and where you throw out a B minus C plus helmet and it's in fire and it's yeah. it breaks the internet for a day. I, it just yeah. what was that? I, I don't know. I just it was it was a swing and a miss. It was a swing and a miss, I think too. I I, I agree with pretty much what both you guys have said. The logo, I like the logo, but I don't like it on the helmet. Yeah. You know, I, I, they could, should have come up with something different. I'm not, I'm not so against the all gray, maybe with that blue helmet, because it, it's an all right look, but fans are just completely uptight about that too. I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty much unanimous. It's the gray jerseys, the gray uniforms with the blue helmet. They don't like it. Right. I mean, isn't that not many people are saying they do. Seems to be almost unanimous, not yeah. with the all gray uniforms. And- yeah. Ultimately, you know, who cares? Is if, if they're exactly. winning the game. They win 11, no 12 games, we'll be happy. Yep, don't <laughs> care. It's just, you know, like Jared kind of said, with the momentum, the excitement, yeah. hey, cool, yeah. we might get this awesome alternate helmet and uniform and all this. And it was a little bit like, oh, mm-hmm. back back to earth because it's the Lions. Isn't it, Ted, I mean, looking back when you were a kid, how would you have ever imagined the world where a helmet being unveiled <laughs> would be like a week-long, like, anticipation event oh god no are you kidding me it's i mean the, the the nfl does i mean the schedule release is like its own show and i mean yeah. the nfl anything the nfl does is right. just a big deal speaking it of is that, a big deal you're gonna I, go right to the nba draft right? i was do it the nba the the nba draft one i thought they did a great job i love jj reddick people bitch about everything on the internet all yeah. i will say though is Watching that, it did make me realize how dialed in the NFL draft is. Yeah, it's so good. You can't take your eyes off the screen for the right. for those two three hours of the NFL draft yep. on Thursday night. It's it's awesome. As for the actual NBA draft, we'll just talk real quick about the Lions. I mentioned the guys last year or uh, last week. Excuse me, Asar and Amen Thompson. Amen Thompson. Excuse me. They were the pick they always were asar is who the pistons end up getting essentially he's not as good of a ball handler or a playmaker as his brother but he's got a little bit better of a shot uh and he can defend i think i mentioned last week he held you know whatever their made up league which i think ted should be like announcing for next year that might be your next retirement venture um the overtime elite league which apparently is 16 to 20 year old kids um they look good in the highlights um the league actually looked kind of cool from the video i saw it looked kind of legit um, but it's, it's a, it's a swing from what I've heard. These Thompson brothers are just elite athletes. I heard one guy say, essentially, um, they're going to be top 15 athletes. The second they t- step foot on the NBA floor, I'll get behind that. The shooting, you always are nervous about that. It almost never comes. 
And the Pistons, if you look at this roster, it's essentially an NBA roster that doesn't have any shooting other than Boyan, who's 32 years old. Uh, seems like a, maybe a little bit of a problem down the road. Um, but I guess we can address that when the time comes. But all in all, I didn't hate the draft. I thought they took the right guy at that number five pick with some yeah. serious upside. And then I like the pick of Marcus Sasser out of Houston later yeah. on in the night, too. So you, you just hope that this guy ends up panning out. It's He's not going to be ready to be an NBA star in day one, but you hope by maybe year three he's a real a serious contributor. So we'll see. Um, but it, it just it, they didn't screw it up. They didn't knock it out of the park. Time will tell is basically my, my take on it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's true for anyone that you draft, especially in the NBA draft, is time will tell. Even Wembenyana. Even Brandon Miller, who the Hornets took, you know, they, they made it might end up being complete busts. You just you never know. And this Thompson kid that the Pistons got might end up being, you know, the next Grant Hill or something for the Pistons. Right. I just you mentioned the league that they played in. I mean, I don't I don't think you can almost put stock in any of that footage because they're like you said, they're going against some some of 16 year old kids. Big and it's just like this, this is supposed to be like NBA quality competition that we're like judging these guys on. And, and my, my thing too, is like seeing people like tout the defensive statistics, like you were like, cool, that, that's fine. You know, he looks like in maybe an elite defender again, he's going against like us, <laughs> you know, like guys who should be playing, you know, in high school basketball and we're putting, spending a number five pick on this kid out of, because he's going to be super athletic I don't know. To me, basically everyone is athletic in the NBA. So I don't know how much stock you can really put into that. So that that's my only beef. But but aside from that, it's kind of like, who else are you going to take? You know, like if this is the, the guy that all the experts are saying is, is, you know, the, the number five pick, then go for it. But I I just still stand by the, the Pistons are so far away. They need some superstars. They need superstars and all Pistons, stands you know you were talking about lions fans being overly op- optimistic all the pistons stands are like hung up on kate cunningham is going to be this next you know steph curry and Jaden ivy is you know the next great point guard and i'm just like i i know it's been small sample size but just not seeing it and when you spend a number five pick on a guy that's going to be super athletic and a defensive stopper i'm just like what am I supposed to get excited about? Right. What am I supposed to get excited about as a fan? It, it's hard to get excited, but at least Weaver is saying the right things. I mean, you know, to turn this franchise around, they do have to they do have to shore up their defense, which has, yeah. which has not been good. So yep. you can't you can't get to the NBA Finals and win it without good offense. We've seen that, but maybe to get back to respectabil- respectability, pick up the defense. I'm not disappointed with the draft. I will say this. The the uh, the draft show, I I couldn't take it, guys. This is my old age here. I couldn't take it. I don't know. First of all, Stephen A. Smith, I just it's just. So you watched on ABC? Much. I watched it on ABC. Yeah, I should have went to ESPN because yeah. I I do like JJ Reddick. But the the biggest problem I have, and I think it's just been the whole change of the game. You know, we we used to have the opportunity to watch these kids play four or five years. Yeah. You knew who they were. I didn't know any of these guys, you know, right. very few of them. I mean, heck, I was more interested in the the guys that didn't get drafted that signed free agent contracts like Timmy and Castleton from uh, used to be with Michigan, now right. in Florida. Joey Hauser signed a free agent contract. These guys I know because they were right. they've been around, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, it has changed the at least the NFL draft. You know, you have to play a few years before right. you're eligible for the NFL, so you get to know these guys. The NBA draft, yeah, it's a bunch of one and dones or guys from OT elite, guys from overseas. You know, you right. literally don't know who some of these names are that are being called out, unless you're like really a junkie or something. But you know, the coverage. I mean, it's I'm not being like a company man, but. I think that the ESP that the ABC one was supposed to be like the feature coverage yep, where you're right. hearing more of the backstories of the players, whereas the ESPN was more of the like actual draft coverage. I, th- I think it was really good. It caught a lot of hate, kind of like Jared said, people are going to hate everything on the internet anymore, right. but everyone that was involved individually, very good. JJ Reddick, Jay Billis, obviously Andrea mm-hmm. Carter. She's mostly down here at the SEC network, but she's like a rising star. Malika Andrews, and then Monica McNutt was doing the interviews all individually, very good at what they do. Right. It felt like it felt like they didn't have any production meetings before the night of the draft. Mm-hmm. It felt like they got together the night of the draft and were like, all right, who's doing the show? Oh, oh you're doing this. You're doing this. It just felt, you know, I'm sure that's obviously not the case, but it felt like they were just kind of like thrown out there and like, here, do the NBA draft. And it was just felt a little rough. To be honest, it's funny that you – I didn't even realize there was two broadcasts, and I just realized I was watching the feature broadcast. I was a little bit confused. I was like – I said to a coworker, like, yeah, they're – they're, they were doing like a feature story on like all these guys picked like, you know, early on in the draft, like right after they were picked. It's like, I, I'd never seen anything like it. Yeah. That would explain it. I was yeah. – the entire time, boomer moment, I was watching the wrong broadcast. Yeah, um, me too. So, but no, it, it just – I think it's more than anything. You look at the NFL draft. I mean, think of Lamar Jackson won the Heisman, picked second round. Right. It's, whereas in the NBA, it's like you got Wembenyana. You know, it was basically a three-man draft. It almost felt like, in some senses, with Scoot Miller and Wembenyana of guys we really knew, kind of followed. And even Scoot, it was like he, you didn't know much about him. He's just just elite athlete. I don't right. know. So I think it's more. It's more not necessarily what was you know done on the actual TV behind the scenes production, or whatever. I think it's more just the product, like you said, Ted. You nailed it. Just the players, you don't know them as well. When you don't know these players, it's hard to be the kind of waiting, bated breath. Who are they going to go to when you don't have that relationship like you do in the NFL with college football? Except for Jet Howard and Kobe Bufkin. That was – what do we think about that? I mean (laughs) – I think we know what Ted thinks. Yeah. I, well, I, Jet Howard, I'd be mean, prove me wrong. You know, yeah. he did not impress me at Michigan. And on, and I see all this stuff that, well, Jawan Howard gets him ready for the NBA. Who the hell cares? Get some wins in <laughs> at Michigan. What, what the hell? Okay. Think about the you, know, you, you can always it's, use the argument of what what do people go to college for? What what did Jared go to college for? To get a degree and get a, a job in the industry. What does anyone go to college for? To get a degree and get a job in the industry. If that's what the intent is to go to play basketball at college to get to the NBA, John Howard's doing pretty good at that. I agree with you. I'm not. I'm just saying, like if if the goal is to go to college to get to the NBA, you know, he he just got two first round draft picks. Well, wait, yeah, think, but that's that's the players. Juwan Howard's job's not to get him to the NBA. Well, Juwan Howard's well, job to win know, championships. Some guys like Calipari do that is like what they they that is like a pillar of their program. I mean. Right. Juwan's not Cal Perry, obviously. Right. That's kind of silver lining if you wanted to look at, like, if I'm Juwan and I'm, like, pitching to Ward Manuel, why I shouldn't be fired in a year? Yeah, I'd probably bring that up as one of my cases, putting right. guys in the draft. We're getting first-round picks. We're getting eyes on us. Uh, hmm. it, just, it just is more embarrassing. Like, how did this team end up with two lottery picks? I actually saw, was listening to some guy 
Ryan Rosillo's podcast, I don't remember, some NBA scout uh, basically said that the Jet Howard at 11 was the worst pick in, in the entire first round. <laughs> it was like mind-boggling. I couldn't believe he went that early. Right. Um, and he basically was talking – it's funny, he's like talking about watching his film, stuff we thought all last year where it's like, yeah, it's almost like Juwan was like running these NBA-style sets to like show off a show off Jet's skill set more than like win basketball games. He's like got him going off of like – uh, dribble handoffs and stuff and he was mentioning the fact that the pit the or the michigan basketball was like plus two with them on the court and like plus 10 with them off the court right which so it's just it's well yeah we all that, we all know, saw yeah. it when when jet howard got hurt all of a sudden they they started winning some games and yeah. kobe that's when kobe buffkin actually took off right after jet howard got so hurt. it's just I'm, it's, it's all it's 100 potential right yeah they're, they're hoping that he's going to turn out to be a good player like, yeah. i don't know i i don't i don't understand it um yeah it must be off of potential because that's one of those like we all look at each other and scratch our heads like man maybe we should be in these draft rooms making some decisions (laughs) because i i just flat out if you watched michigan basketball this year you didn't see it like i said so maybe we'll we'll end up being wrong hopefully we are i'm always down to have more guys from michigan doing well in the nba so i'm never gonna root against that uh but it's just hilarious looking back on the team they had all american hunter dickinson two lottery picks and they're out there getting spanked uh, by Michigan State. So I, just a weird year. I'm glad we yeah, they did. They did off. split. They split with Michigan State. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, I know. You, you're <laughs> right. They did win. They won one uh, yep. in late February. Uh, but I just, I'm just glad. I'll be. I'll say this. I'm thankful the Pistons not draft Jay Howard. <laughs> yeah. I, I've seen enough for him. I rooted enough for him. I wish him the best of luck. You know, yep. with Magic. But yep. I'm just glad he's not not with Pistons. It is funny because I've I've read some people talk about that that you know was Jawan Howard coaching to get Jet into the NBA? You know, uh, you know, you hope not because right, he's Michigan's coach. You know, you you hope the intent isn't to get let's showcase my son for these NBA scouts to get him in the NBA. Hopefully, that's not the intent. But I've seen people talk about that. That yes, Calipari has the track record. You know, he's got a one national title he's been yeah. you know to a couple final fours and stuff but um that's his whole thing is getting guys the nba because overall if you really broke down his resume yes he's got the one national title his resume isn't that impressive he's been at kentucky for however long and outside of the one year with anthony davis really hasn't done anything but he's kentucky guys are in you know memphis everywhere everywhere else he's been all over the nba that's calipari's basically bread and butter. I get guys to the NBA. That's how he keeps getting these recruits to go to Kentucky. Right. You want to go to the NBA, come to Kentucky. And maybe every four or five years, we'll make a little run in the tournament. Yeah. But the difference is, and we'll just go back to last year. I mean, like Jared said, you got Hunter Dickinson, all American. You got these two guys go to the NBA that should have equaled a lot more wins, not an NIT appearance. At least at least a tournament appearance. Yeah, <laughs> I absolutely. Mean, yeah, but I that's mean, what's crazy. Is, you know, speaking of Kentucky, Oscar, Oscar Shibway, um, last year's National Player of the Year, didn't even get drafted this year because right. he plays like a – he's not a center and he's not really a power forward. You know, he can't really shoot, you know, like big guys do in the NBA now. So it's crazy to – you know, you mentioned Drew Timmy. It's kind of crazy. That's kind of why Hunter Dickinson stayed in college. He doesn't yeah. really right now have a place in the NBA. So see, it's kind yeah. of crazy. It's going to be wild. All right. Well, speaking of wild, <laughs> let's move on and talk to the wild man himself, Ryan Slocum, right after this. Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's 
only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380. SkyMint Cannabis is one of Three Point Podcast title partners. Stop into one of their convenient locations and get your questions answered by their expert bud tenders. Add to your summertime fun with SkyMint Cannabis. They have Michigan's best bundles for deals on flour, vapes, pre-rolls, edibles, and extracts. Ounces as low as 49 bucks, and also gift cards are available. Check out the SkyMint Reserve featuring a wide variety of exceptional profiles farm to stash grown right here in the Great Lakes State. Over 20 locations and counting in Michigan, including the brand new store up in Traverse City. For more details, and if you're over 21, go online at skymint.com. The Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center is the latest addition to the ever-growing Memorial Campus in Owasso, Michigan. If you're a youngster, stay on top of your game with a student membership. Get three months at a flat rate of $150. Start anytime with no enrollment fee. Included with your membership is use of the SkyTrack, locker rooms, private showers, steam rooms, sauna, a swimming pool, cardio exercise theater, including treadmills, ellipticals, free weights, and a whole lot more. The three of us support and wholly endorse the Wellness Center. Many great classes are also available like yoga, rock and ride, cycling, step cardio boot camp, and tons more. For more details, follow and like them on Facebook at Memorial Wellness Center or get more info online at memorialhealthcare.org. It's time for entertainment, and we got a special guest. We talked about Jared winning some Emmys. This guy's won six of them, but we got him on here tonight. Talk a little bit uh, of movies, specifically the Rocky franchises. Ryan Slocum. Ryan, thanks for joining us again, big guy. Thank you, as always. But I'm going to stop coming on if that jerk Jared gets any closer to me. <laughs> First of all, sounds hey, like. No, I saw you guys. You guys rolled this year, man. You guys rolled this year, and I saw your name numerous times. And unfortunately, for the first time in a minute, I hadn't even been nominated. So I saw your name, and I saw your name numerous times, and I know you came home with some stuff. So I know you're doing good work over there, dude, and congratulations, man. No, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Hopefully many more to come. (laughs) <laughs> oh dude you're doing great work man i mean come on you're doing awesome and well, congratulations again well ryan you do good work too but we want to get your thoughts on what really brought our interest up was a post about creed <laughs> creed 3 maybe the worst flick of all time maybe that's not the case but that we want to get your thoughts on the franchise well rocky probably all right so i'm 43 years old right Yep. And one of the first things I ever remember, and I'm I'm a little older than the rest of you guys, except for you, old fella. But yeah, I, I know I'm a little older than the rest of the fellas. And one of my first memories on Earth, honest to God, maybe my first memory on Earth is the Tigers winning the '84 World Series. No lie, I didn't know what was happening, but I watched TV, and I saw 
the field gets stormed. And I'm like, what's going on here? What on earth? But I remember that because they stormed the field, right? right. So I'm like, what in the world's going on here? The Shortly after that, and as of a year after that, everyone in my family went to go watch Rocky Four. My whole family went to go watch Rocky Four, and I got left with my grandparents because they're, you know, they didn't want me to see as a five year old people getting beat up. So after that, I'm like, Rocky, 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 what is this Rocky? Back in the day, there's no cable. Well, there was cable, but nobody had it. There's no Netflix. There's none of this. And we used to have, you guys know, the Saturday, the Sunday, the Monday movie of the week. And I'll never forget the first time that Rocky II, I never even saw Rocky One before I saw Rocky II. Rocky <laughs> II was the movie of the week. And I was hooked. And I was hooked from the get-go. And I was six years old. And then... You know, video stores started happening and everything. So I got to rent. I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. So I've been hooked on boxing since then. I've been hooked on Rocky since then. I've been hooked on everything since then. And I, I mean, Rocky, you to me, Rocky is like a family member. He's like a brother to me, man. <laughs> I I'm not kidding. Like it, I love Rocky to death. So. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. I know I'm not alone on that. Yeah. Like Rocky is literally a family member to me. I don't know what you guys think about that. Go ahead. Yeah. The, so the Rocky franchise is near and dear to my heart. Um, my, my dad is his Maybe official Rocky. name isn't Rocky, but he's known as Rocky. And, is he? Yeah. And um, I grew up watching those movies, movies with him. Yeah. They're, they're probably yeah. some of his favorite movies too. So I remember I watched all those movies with him all the time. I Stallone is one of his favorite actors. So, you know, naturally I watched yes. Rambo and I watched all the Rocky movies and everything. Stallone became one of my favorite actors. I just, the Rocky franchise has always been one of my favorites. So um, very passionate about that. I, I will put Rocky above a lot of star Wars, Indiana Jones, Harry Potter, all these other ridiculous franchises. People I never even about. seen Harry Potter, but you said ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, I'm with you. But yeah, so when when Creed came out, see, I like Creed one. Yes, I thought that was I thought that was a fine, that was a very good movie. I thought that was a good, you know, I guess transition from Rocky to Creed. Yeah, Creed two. Okay, yep, we're starting to get a little, it's starting to stretch a little bit, but I'm I'm still liking it. Um, Creed three though, I was kind of skeptical, and then I saw your review, and I saw some other people you know, give their reviews and basically say, nope, this thing fell off. So I don't even think I'm going to watch Creed 3, to be honest oh. with you. I'm one of the few, though. I know your feelings on Rocky Balboa, you know, basically yeah. Rock, Rocky 6. I like Rocky Balboa. Of course, there's a yeah. couple kind I of think, stretch, yeah. you know, him out there boxing <laughs> as a 65-year-old guy or, you know, whatever it was. You know, it's a little crazy. I like the whole tie-in with the story, him it coming full circle, you know, and – I agree. Adrian has passed away and he's yeah. you know, finally reconnecting with his son. I like that stuff. I like Rocky Balboa. Creed Creed started to fall off for me. Okay, so I'm I'm slightly the opposite, not totally the opposite, till Creed 3. Because when Creed 1 came out, I was like, what is this crap? You are just trying to get a dollar. What well, what are you doing? This sucks. 
what are you doing? And then I saw the movie and I went, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Yeah. Yep. Then Creed 2, I'm like, oh my gosh, you idiots. Really? Drago's kid? Right. Are you kidding me? Drago's kid? Come on, dude. It was actually, I won't say it's good, but it was entertaining. Like yeah. I wasn't bored and I wasn't mad when I left. I wasn't yeah. mad. Well, so you then know, comes Creed three, yeah, <laughs> and then Creed three was everything I was worried about the other two Creeds and Rocky Balboa combined into one. Mm. It was finally, which I'll, I'll go out on a limb. I, is it Casablanca? No, it is not. <laughs> I don't think Rocky five is that bad. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's great. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it's that bad. I think Rocky Balboa is 20 times worse than Rocky five. Wow. But yeah. And I'll tell you why, if you want to know, but that was Creed three to me. I was like, Oh, we finally hit the bottom. This is a Hallmark movie. My parents watched <laughs> this come Thanksgiving the day after Black Friday. This is a Hallmark movie, guys. Jeez, it's wow. it's that bad. It's okay. a Hallmark movie. I couldn't make this in my basement. That's how bad this is. So we we do I uh, hated Ted, it. Ted has a the three point podcast scale. You know, three thumbs right. up. The three point. What what would you give it? This is three. Three is obviously Casablanca. Three is you know, okay. Perfect. Casablanca. Yeah, yeah. Casablanca. Since, since I mentioned it. Casablanca may be the best movie ever. Uh, so wait, wait, three, and then what's two? Like middle, and then one is garbage. I mean, no, it's your we, call. It's you your can call, even huh? have it point five. Right. <laughs> Where would you put zero it? to three? Creed three is negative uh, zero. Like it's <laughs> it's terrible. Zero. All right. <laughs> like negative. Is there a negative zero? That's what Creed three is. You just you just you made, just made one. it. Yeah, that's yep. right. Yeah. Well, we'll get you on again, talk more wrestling some other time down the road, yeah. Ryan. But before Summer we SummerSlam, SummerSlam is the month. There away. you go. Nope. Before you go, give our listeners a spot where they can catch up with you. Oh, gosh, dude. There's a couple, man. It's kind of complicated because we're just starting out. Um, Newsnet media. Yeah, right. All you got to do, all you got to do, if you want 24 hour news, all you have to do is go to News netmedia.com and the slogan there is news the way it used to be we're trying to do what it used to be just give the dang news at newsnet.com and the other thing is you can go to the app search your app store google store whatever you have you can search it on fire stick roku whatever we are on fubo tv now go look it up Sports news highlights, 24-7 sports. All right. Hey, Ryan, we will do that. We'll pass it on to our listeners. We appreciate the time. Ryan Slocum here on Three Point Podcast. Appreciate it, buddy. You're the best. Thank you. All right, guys. Always very interesting to talk with Ryan. You know, I was going to. He, he was pretty wound up tonight about the Rocky franchise for sure, but I was going to even ask him about the TV series. I don't know if you guys have seen it, Young Rock with Dwayne Johnson. I was oh. going to say it's really, really good. I kind of forgot about that, to be honest with you. Um, 
Where where does that air? Because I feel like it's on it... NBC on Friday nights. I usually okay. record it, but he has it's it's his life story basically, right? And it tells him how he got into wrestling. It has all the superstars from his day, you know, Hulk and all those, and and the the, the actors they get to play like Andre Giant. I mean, it's pretty well cast, and yeah. uh, he narrates it. He he stars in it also. He shows flashbacks to how he started his career. Really, a, a good show. I give that one 2.8 on my TV. I've never understood the Rocky infatuation, if I'm being honest. I mean, sounded like Ryan. It's his number one thing, maybe in the entire (laughs) world behind WWE. Yep. Um, Yep. No, I just don't understand. I don't understand it. I understand. I I like the character Apollo. I always loved him. I thought those were great. The boxing scenes, when I rewatched them, especially the first Rocky, I can't believe that that was passed for action or that that was even considered quality. Um, Michael B. Jordan, I think he's great. I haven't seen the, the latest Creed, Creed 3, um, but Creed 1, I think it's better than any of the other Rocky movies I saw in my lifetime. It was I mean, good. They had, they had some great workout montages. I always give Rocky that. Great soundtracks, but mm-hmm. I think that's about as far as it goes. Yeah, it's probably a little more nostalgia stuff because, yeah, some of the movies, the acting isn't very good. And some of the storylines are obviously a bit of a stretch. So if you can get past that, to me, like kind of like what I said, it's like a, a nostalgia thing. I actually like the storyline. I think the story of Rocky Balboa, the underdog thing, and you know, coming from nowhere and all that kind of stuff is actually really cool. And I, I like Stallone a lot too. Same thing with him. He's not the best actor in the world, you know, but I just think he's I think he's a really good actor and I think he just seems cool. And, you know, I, I like his writing and all that. He's a badass, stuff. man. I mean, right. he, you got to love Stallone. It, right. That first Rocky, the whole thing is it's the whole story about he wrote the script. The studio wanted somebody else to play Rocky. He said, nope, it's going to be me. I'll, I'll take it to my grave if I have to. And it was one of those stories where he just made it big. And, you know, I love, I love Stallone, man. I mean, yeah. like I've told you guys before, Tulsa King. Very, yeah. very good show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, Rocky is what it is, man. It, it never connected with me. I know you guys yeah. hold it near and dear. Uh, yeah. a, a show I want to throw out there. Ted, I'm surprised we haven't gotten your review on it, considering the publicity it's gotten and for the reasons it's gotten that publicity. The yeah. Idol on on Max, uh, formerly known as HBO Max. Right. Um, so it's the same director as Euphoria. Um, which we know you've watched that. Matt is still late to the train on that one. Maybe not so much. Season two kind of took a jump off the deep end. Uh, But anyway, I turned on this movie or this show because it's the biggest thing going right now. Lily Rose Depp is Johnny Depp's daughter. She's the main actress in this. Um, She's gorgeous. I'll just say that. That's maybe the only bright spot of this show. It is... You know how they say, like, you know, too much, you know, gluttony or whatever, where if there's too much to eat, you know, you don't really like it as much. Like, I always found that when I was eating whatever I want on the nightly basis after work, I'm like, I don't know what to get. Like, there's so many options. It's it's like I'm so sick of junk food and I just don't want any more. But then when you're on a diet and you have like, you know, your one cheat meal week, it's the best thing you ever tasted in your life. Mm -hmm. This show is all sex and <laughs> and NSFW scenes and uncomfortable scenes. It is it takes euphoria what that show had and dials it up to a 10. Holy. It's all the show is man. It's all the show is. And right. it's crazy to me, you know, as a 24-year-old male, I'm thinking of who this show is made for. You know, it's people my age. Yep. It is way too much. 
it's like bizarro how far they go with some of these scenes. Like, what am I watching right now? This seems more of like something Ted would have been watching in the 1970s after dark, not just at the, du- at the Duran Dirties show that I'm watching <laughs> on Sunday nights, you know, with my parents or something. It is off putting. It's weird. The, the writing is horrible. I like the cast. I, I think oh, The Weeknd is getting a lot of bad rap. I don't think he's that bad. I just think it's more the writing than anything. Huh. Huh. Um, it's just one of the worst shows I've seen in a long time. If you're watching it, you're watching it for one reason and one reason only. And that's because, TNA. you know, exactly. So yeah. I just, I can't believe HBO put this out. There's already rumors that there's not going to be a season two. Mm. It just was a big old swing and a miss. You know, the budget's there. Judging by the cast, you know they spent a arm and a leg. The director, Euphoria, had some previous success. This just did not work. It's so bad. To the point, I need to challenge you guys to try to see how long you can watch this. Ted, you have maybe one of the best barometers for this. You'll watch just about anything until yep, it's over. That's true. <laughs> I would love to see if you can make it past the first 10 minutes, the first two scenes of this show. It's It comes out of the gate swinging. The it first episode? And it's just terrible. Well, how far have you gotten through it, first of all? Uh, one and a half episodes, and then I called it quits. Okay, all right. So it's so what I, I've seen, yeah, I haven't watched it. I've seen a lot of people talk about it on Twitter. And similar reviews that the acting is good. I've seen people rip the weekend also, but then also say the same thing, that they this wasn't this shouldn't have been his like first burst onto the scene as an actor. Maybe he should have started with something a little more... I don't know, natural or something, a little more realistic. And yeah, Depp's daughter, same thing, like beautiful. And, you know, obviously a skilled actress, but does this fit her role, you know, her style and all that kind of stuff is kind of what I'm seeing. So you're saying, I mean, you you quit after an episode and a half. There's not anything keeping you. There's not like part of the storyline where you're like, all right, there, you know, there's not like I don't know. one one character that you're like, I like this. Person. I don't know if this is supposed to be like Britney Spears or something. Like that's some what kind I heard. Of, like it's just, I don't like. It's just weird. <laughs> I don't really know how else to put it, man. So basically, your mom dies, and the weekend is trying to kind of basically fill this, like basically this, you know, damaged person. The weekend's basically trying to prey on her. Yeah. It just is. It just misses the mark. I think it. I think it's a good idea for a show. I mean, the pop star. I mean, I've, I know we don't have, we've never talked about it, I don't think, before, but Little Dicky has a show called Dave. Kind of the similar thought, you know, let's just follow this rapper or whatever through his every trial, everyday trials and tribulations. And that show is great. I heard that I, was pretty good. I think yeah. it, it, if this was just a let's follow what it's like for a pop star, maybe not make it so over-sexualized. Like, I think it, it had potential. I think Lily Rose Depp is solid. I think I don't think this is going to be the last we see of her. Um, but it's just, it's really weird, man. Like I said, I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than the fact that it's like, even I was like, whoa, what am I watching Mm. right now? This is, this is a little too much, man. I had to turn it off. That might be some man cave viewing for me because it doesn't sound like my wife will be watching it with me. That's for sure. So I'll give I'll give the first episode a try and see what I think. Uh, I do tend to stick with these things unless it's like you said, just totally horrible. Is it an HBO production or is it a Max period production? You know, I, have, I don't know. You would know. But I'd have to look it up. HBO better than I would. I don't know. It would be very disappointing if it was HBO stamped on it, because as we've talked about before, if it's on HBO and it's a series, it's usually pretty damn solid. Well, that's like, I, I mean, you look at it on paper, you're like, oh, I see that this could be good. The yeah. cast is great. You know, you have this director who has some success with Euphoria. 
Right. But it just, it, they really missed the mark. Right. <laughs> so so you you got to have writers. You almost wonder if they thought, you know, with the euphoria as the director, you know, or the director from euphoria, we know what went on in that show. Did they think like, maybe if we ramp it up just a little bit, Sounds it'll like that's hit what a little did. more, you know, type of thing. And they, like you said, they just went too, too much over mm-hmm. the top a little bit. Cause you it, can, I mean, no, it is. I mean, you know, we, you know, you like seeing watching stuff or whatever, but <laughs> when, when you're trying to watch a show, you know, and be into the storyline and the acting and the characters and stuff, it, there can be, it can cross a line, you know, to where you're like, what am I watching? Am I on Pornhub right now? Matt, like, yeah. what? Matt what do you make with you, with you, with younglings on the way? Cause I, I'm just thinking of like when I was a kid, I couldn't, I remember I walked into the room, my parents were watching the movie Dodgeball and I couldn't watch that because I, I maybe like two girls make out at one point or something in it. I don't, it's really not even graphic at all, Right. but I wasn't allowed to watch that. Now I'm thinking of like kids nowadays, man, they're going to walk in on you watching the idol and right. I don't even need to go into detail of what is going on in this scene. It's one, think of the wildest thing in your imagination and times it by two. And <laughs> wow. I just think of how you're now having to shield your like kids from yeah. it. And Ted, you have grandchildren. I mean, dear God. What is HBO? What does this world come to? Yeah, I get you. It's, it's something you would expect to see on at three a.m. Not yeah, right. uh, Sunday night prime time. Everybody in the nation come watch the show viewing. It's bizarre. Well, I think Matt's yeah. going to tell you. You, you ha- he's he's a solid dad. Him and his wife are <laughs> solid parents. They're not going to allow any viewing by his youngsters. Not even no. by accident, right? I mean, no. You got they got parental controls on TV nowadays. They got parental controls and I think it's just harder than it used to be because, you know, you can get, you could have the app on your phone and you could be watching it on your phone. So you just have to be more diligent. It's not like a, not to use the word scary, but you know, it is kind of like crazy. Mm -hmm. The access that people have, the easy access that everyone has to all this content now, you know, it's even different than when I was growing up. I thought it was cool when we finally got satellite and had HBO and Cinemax on satellite, you know, and right. when we finally got dial up internet way out at my parents' house in the country. So, yeah, I mean, it's just something it, it's one of those things, too. Like at some point, they're going to make their own decisions and watch and listen to whatever they want. You just hope that you set a good ground, you know, the groundwork that some stuff's good, some stuff's bad. And, you know, right. you, well, we are they at go a down the right path. <laughs> I mean, you're you're going to lead a good example for your kids, but it, we are at a crossroads. I mean, let's face it. Yeah. You know, this whole social media thing, it's just steamrolled mm-hmm. so much. And I'm not just putting the blame on that. It's everything else that yeah. is accessible. That's not all good. You know, and I, you know, I don't want to get all on a preacher's soapbox here and get religious. But man, I don't know what the hell's happening out there right now. It's <laughs> It's not good. No, I didn't mean to go down this rabbit hole. I don't think we need to. No, um, it's just. But no, you're right. You're right because we do sometimes. We'll be watching something. Yeah. And like if our daughter, you know, like wakes up and you know come wants to come downstairs or walks through, we got to be like oh, pause, pause. You know, <laughs> exactly. Jeez, we're not like we're just trying to watch a show. It's not like we're trying to watch something inappropriate, you know, or whatever. But wow, parenting man. Yep. Well, you never know where entertainment will take you. You know from. From Ryan Slocum to our conversation, it's just been a wild one. Let's call it a podcast, guys. This has been 
271 of the Three Point Podcast, presented by Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center, featuring many great fitness classes and July specials, and also Sky Mint Cannabis. Also want to thank our local partners, AZ Printing Solutions, CR Auctions, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. Again, thanks to Ryan Slocum. Our next uh, next uh, podcast, boys, the TuneCast weather permitting. We're going to make it happen one way or the other, right? Tune cast number two. I mean, yep, yeah. I'm going to be back up in town, you know, for the holiday and for a stretch. And so, yeah, we're going to make it happen. I was going to say, we, we haven't really laid this out, but we have a kind of a tentative date. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, if it looks like one of those, you know, full day rain out, you you have a pretty nice, like, backyard setup. Do you, do you have a, a cover, like a pergola or like an umbrella? Like, we could still sit outside and... We could, yeah. I don't, if it's raining, I don't know. It's not yeah. waterproof, but uh, if it's overcast and rain in the forecast, we certainly can do that. We can also do it down in my uh, my uh, podcast recording studio. We can look outside. Yeah, Either yeah. way. We can figure I, some out. I'd yeah. love to. There's nothing more depressing than the idea of us doing this tune gas with all the covers on the seat, on the cushions on the pontoon <laughs> and just get out there drizzling around us. Uh, yeah, we're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen. Poon. The Poon cast is a blast, so I can't wait. <laughs> He's he changing on us. I thought it was the Toon cast. You call it the Poon cast. <laughs> the Poon cast. That's you that know, TV I, show I, you've been watching. It didn't right. sound right when I was saying it, but I had to commit to it. I couldn't think of it for a second, so I don't know. <laughs> That's all right. All right, everybody. Peace and love. <laughs> Be kind. Thanks for listening. Hey, gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan chapter, serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease, and every 90 minutes, someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org. Three Point Podcast is a Sportsnet Michigan Three Point Podcast production. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at Three Point Pod or by email to Three Point Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.